Hi, everybody. This is Jay. And this is Mark. And we'd like to welcome you to Backstage Pass. We take you behind the magic and inside Disney history, pulling back the curtains and letting you see the Disney magic and history up close. With an eclectic mix of entertaining topics, humor, and tons of information and details, we want to keep you learning and smiling. So here is your Backstage Pass. Yeah, it's right over here, Jay. Whew. It's warm out here today. You know, it's kind of eerie to see an abandoned hotel like this at Disney World. It's a little creepy. Hey, why was this part of the Pop Century Resort never completed? Oh, this is the legendary years section of the resort, which was partially completed and then uh, kind of mysteriously stopped in about 2002. Watch out for that sheet metal there. Oh, thanks. I see it. Hey, what are those capped-off pipes in the field over there for? <laughs> well, supposedly it's the prep work for another hotel section. Supposedly? Come on. Hey, see these great big numbers there along the side of the building? Yeah, the 10s, 20s, 30s, 40s. The legendary year is 1900 to 1940. Watch that railing, it's hanging down. Okay, so how do we get in? Uh, right here. See this little inset in the frame? <laughs> Weird. W-D-I. Give me a hand. <laughs> wow. Was this gonna be a new lobby? Yep. Here's where the check-in desks would be. Here, uh... Oh, here. Here we go. Back here. And this is... a lobby bathroom? Right. Now, uh, well, let's see. One, two... Let's see, this stall. Frame on the stall. Here it is. Huh. It's another little WDI insignia. All right, Jay, after you. Um, I don't have to go, Mark. Yes, yes. Uh, reach into the toilet. <laughs> what? Why would I reach into a dirty old rusty toilet bowl? Trust me. Well, I guess I have this far. I'm walking into an abandoned hotel. All right. Man, you make me do some weird stuff. Ugh. All right, this is officially disgusting. <laughs> That's just what they want you to think. Hey, hey, there's something here. It's like a lever. Uh-huh. Pull it. <laughs> wow. This whole room is like an elevator. Don't wipe your hand on me, thank you. Uh, that's just painted rust, by the way. Wow. An endless hallway. Man, there's like door after door down here. Welcome to WDI's underground storage facility. <laughs> no need for much security when it's hidden like that. So uh, all that stuff above us is totally fake, huh? Pretty clever, huh? Oh, here's a flashlight. And grab one of those handheld devices on the wall there. We'll need that. Portable flat screen? <laughs> it's like a souped-up iPod Touch. So, so, uh, what is it? It's an IMU, Interactive Media Unit. Imagineers use them for research. Huh. That's cool. Now we need to find the right door. This is the red section. Oh, here. Here's the green section. See the stripe at the top of the hall? Yeah. Hey, here. Shine the light over here. There's a sign on the door. Yeah. 
GR141-A. Huh. Okay, turn on the IMU and hold it by the door. GR141-A. Delta Dreamflight. Okay, try try this one. GR142 Magic Journeys. Nope. Keep going. Mark, what are we looking for? GR145 Parts Storage Polynesian Hotel Wave Machine. Okay, try here. GR146 Disney Cryogenic Storage. Uh, do you think? Nah. Come on, Mark. It's supposed to be right in this area. Here, try this one. GR148 Horizons. There we go. Let me see that IMU and see if this code they gave me works. Man, that air conditioning really feels good. It feels just like the blast of cold air you get walking into the Horizons ride on a hot floor today. Man, that was one of my favorite attractions of all time. You knew I was going to like this, didn't you? This place must be huge. I can't even see the ceiling. Hey, see if there's lights. Welcome, Imagineer. Last visit to this storage area was October 12, 2004. To begin research sequence for GR-148 Horizons, press start. Okay, here goes. by GE, the $60 million Horizons debuted in Epcot Center's Future World on October 1st, 1982. GE's contract to sponsor the attraction expired on September 30th, 1993. Horizons closed in 1994 and operated seasonally after 1995, the only Epcot attraction to run without a sponsor. It closed January 1999. Horizons inventory storage for this area? 17 show sets, 7 murals, 54 animated figures, 35 animated props, 110 lighting effects, 583 static props, 456 foliage plants, 14 film projectors, and 36 screens. <laughs> hey, look over here. Here's a box of those silver letters from, you know, just inside the entrance of the ride. The ones that said, if you can dream it, you can do it. <laughs> wow, this stuff's cool. <laughs> hey, the future port transportation sign from the queue. Man, it'd be neat to see that lit up again. Sea Castle, the newest and most exciting floating city in the Pacific, invites you and your family to come away with us to the sea. Convenient daily departures by sea train and Skyler. Mesa Verde, the most advanced desert reclamation complex in the Western Hemisphere, invites you to explore its wide range of career possibilities. Maglev Express Service to Mesa Verde leaves every 30 minutes. 
Bravo Centauri, newest of the exciting Centauri series of space stations, offers remarkably rewarding opportunities in Earth support vocations. Come up to Brava. Space shuttles depart daily. Here's a picture of George McGinnis. He was the Imagineer responsible for much of the ride. George McGinnis recalled the first design concepts of Horizons. He made a first attempt at designing the Horizon Pavilion in 1979 with artist Colin Campbell, working on the idea of presenting Edison's laboratory as the entry point for the General Electric story. But that idea didn't impress GE's chairman, Reginald Jones. He didn't want another history show like Carousel of Progress. He wanted a show about the promise of current technologies. Horizons, in its concept phase, was named Century 3 to recognize the third century of American existence from 1976 to 2076. The name was changed to Future Probe to help appeal the attraction towards international guests who wouldn't understand or appreciate Century 3. In the end, the Future Probe name was scrapped due to the medical connotation of the word probe. <laughs> Please refrain from laughing. WDI takes attraction research very seriously. Okay. Sorry. After much debate, GE and Disney officials settled on the name Horizons. Ned Landon, GE representative, liked the name Horizons. There always is a horizon out there. If you try hard enough, you can get to where it is. And when you do, you find that there's still another horizon to challenge you, and another beyond that. Hey, here's the opening day photos. Wow, that was a huge building. Housed in the big 137,000-square-foot pyramid-like Horizons building in Epcot's Future World, the 15-minute dark ride had 175 Omnimover vehicles traveling the 1,346-foot attraction. The Horizons show would pick up from the story of the Carousel of Progress by presenting that show's memorable family one generation older. The parents are now grandparents, communicating with their kids spread the world over and into space. The story sequenced through past, present, and future. The past was presented as looking back at the future, as science fiction writers had portrayed it. The present, viewed on giant Omnimax screens, used current science images from the space shuttle lifting off to views of molecular structures and DNA by filmmaker Eddie Garrick. The future would let us visit the family members in habitats and environments that are still a dream in scientists' mind. The father and mother keep in touch with their children in these distant places via holographic devices. Jay, Jay, over here. Oh, cool! The actual Horizons ride vehicles. Wow, stacks of them. Please take small children by the hand and watch your step onto the moving belt. The belt and your vehicle are traveling at equal speed. The doors of your vehicle will close automatically. Please remain seated with your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Look at this space. Row after row of storage shelves and pallets, each meticulously labeled with all of the props, covered in clear plastic. Here are the multicolored glowing bubble-like clouds from the start of the attraction. <laughs> 
I remember those. Horizons One is now departing. Our final destination today, the 21st century. Hey, that's some destination. My wife's right. Wait till you see the new towns of tomorrow. Desert farms and floating cities, even colonies in space. But you know, this isn't exactly the first time anyone's tried to make this trip. People have been dreaming about the future for centuries. Well, here is the stuff dreams were made of several hundred years ago. Yep, it's always fun looking back at tomorrow. Come on, I'll show you what I mean. There's the grand old man himself, Jules Verne. This is the way a moonshot looked to him back in the late 1800s. Old Uncle Jules may not have had all the answers, but he had the right idea. He was just a little ahead of his time. <laughs> hey, there's the Jules Verne audio animatronic inside the cutaway padded walls of the rocket. Suit, chicken, gas lamps. Pretty much your typical astronaut, I'd say. <laughs> Look at the IMU screen. There's that video moon face with the rocket in its eye. You know, people have painted some pretty fantastic views of the future. And some pretty mixed up ones, too. <laughs> hey, there's the cutouts of the flying cars in front of the Eiffel Tower. Easy living. It's always been just around the corner. <laughs> hey, there's that robot with this feather duster. The robo haircut thing and the, uh, remember the robot doing the dishes? Breaking the dishes, you mean. Come on. Quit stalling, get back to work. Go on. Say, we're just in time for the matinee. Yeah, looking back at tomorrow through the movies of yesteryear. On entering the city, the family separates. Father to his office, mother and son to the shopping center. These new forms of vehicles will bring about special... Look, the future from the 50s. A bit far out, don't you think? <laughs> I'd say. Looks more like a neon version of the Jetsons. Right. Jetsons on steroids. I guess so. But we always thought the future would be kind of fun. I suppose people have always dreamed of the future. We sure do. The only difference is that today, with what we know and what we're learning to do, we really can bring our dreams to life. It takes a lot of work, but the truth is, if we can dream it, we can do it. Tomorrow's horizons are here, today. Wow, look at all these parts. These screens must have been huge. The 90-foot Omnimax Theater had to be positioned before the building design could be completed. The huge Omnimax Theater was beneath the center of the pyramidal form. Originally, McGinnis had laid out a three-screen arrangement that allowed vehicles to have a continuous show through two circuits around a triangular core, housing three projection rooms. He was able to hide the load and unload area at the base of this tower, in initial design concepts, the Omnimax Theater would be the big ending experience, but the writer's story used it instead to tell the present, with all of the amazing advancements in science. <laughs> hey look man, the IMU is showing the Omnimax films. 
The DNA chain. Life's molecular blueprint. Decoding its secrets is leading us to dramatically improved health. The sun. Today we're learning ways to harness its limitless energy. in space, habitats where people live and work. This is no distant dream. We're at the threshold now. A computerized view of Earth. Landsat photography, providing vital data on agriculture, resources, and ecological concerns. The cityscape. A living tribute to our richest resource, people. Here's a new kind of cityscape, the microprocessor. An entire computer on a tiny silicon chip. What you've just seen are the building blocks for the future up ahead. And while it may look fantastic, remember, it's all possible. Man, that is awesome. Man, look at the stacks of metal post frameworks needed for these projectors. It's... Hey! Jay? I, I fell into some kind of pit. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm sliding. Wow, look at that. It must be a sinkhole. A, a what? Help! A sinkhole. The overburdened sediments that cover buried cavities in the aquifer systems are delicately balanced by groundwater fluid pressure. The water below ground is actually helping to keep the surface soil in place. Groundwater pumping can produce new sinkholes and sinkhole prone areas. If pumping results in a lowering of groundwater levels, then underground structural failure can occur and there you get a sinkhole. Okay, thank you Webster. I don't need help knowing what it is. I need help getting out, Mark. You know what's really interesting is there was some talk that a sinkhole actually was one of the reasons Disney had to replace the Horizon show building instead of using it for mission space. Thanks. So weird to have a sinkhole here as well. Mark, Mark, I, I can't hold on it. It's been nice knowing you. You can have my Disney World pressed penny collection. Jay? Will Jay get out of the sinkhole and be able to continue on the tour of his beloved attraction Horizons? Or will the sinkhole cause a sedimentary collapse of the ground, undermining the Omnimax screen frames, resulting in a structural failure burying Jay under tons of steel and impaling him with sharp metal posts? Or will Ricky think this is all silly and cancel the whole segment? Tune in to find out next time here on Backstage Pass.
If you'd like to see our source information for this topic or have questions or comments, please join us on the Inside the Magic forums in the Backstage Pass with Jay and Mark section. This is Jay. And this is Mark saying we'll see you next time Backstage.